Daniel Taverner. How are you today? Trey Apps, I'm good. Listen, buddy, I, I, I wish I had some really smart way to open this up, but you know what? Uh, this I got is... one. Hey, Trey, oh, have you ever been to a funeral? <laughs> uh, yes, sadly, uh, a few. Do you uh, have you ever been a hot date from that funeral? No. <laughs> Although, no, no, I haven't, but I have flirted at a funeral, but like have unintentionally. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there is there is no great story about this at all. But I just remember talking to someone and accidentally flirting, and I think just the awkwardness of it. Like, I, I, it was it was so awkward that it came out as flirting when it wasn't meant. To, it, anyways, yeah. it wasn't meant. To be. Anyways, <laughs> this is required watching. We watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. Once again, I'm Trey. I'm Danny Taverner. And today we are talking about. The one and only Harold and Maude, Jesus. Ruth Gordon, Bud Court, Vivian Piggles. This movie was directed by Hal Ashby and written by Colin Higgins. And it is about a young, rich, and obsessed with death Harold who finds himself changed forever when he meets a lively January. I, I don't know how to say it. Man, in my head, I can say it. <laughs> Septuagenarian. Anyway, she's about 79 years old. And she, Harold needs to have a funeral. Did I pick this? I think I picked this, didn't I? Uh, no, yes. It's one of those movies that always pops up as like best dark comedy. And it's I mean, it's definitely a dark comedy. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely something. It, it, it has. It's on it's on four AFI lists. Uh, top one hundred laughs, one hundred passions, one hundred cheers, and top ten on the list of top ten romantic comedies. Of course, this film has gone on to receive uh, Golden Globe Golden Globe nominations for uh, Best Actor and Actress in the film for both Bud Court and Ruth Gordon. I believe it was in it was definitely Criterion Collection. It's National Film Registry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like this movie has definitely have a reputation. So I don't, I don't blame you for watching this. I, I remember watching this back in high school, uh, not high school, uh, college for a film class, and I, I was quite I was always quite excited to watch it. And yeah, I, I was really happy I watched it after I did. So it was interesting to come back to this, you know, years later and and see what I what I thought about it because I completely forgot. It reminded me of a dark The Graduate. Ooh, yeah, that's a good yeah, that's a good comparison right there. Because life, yeah. figuring out love, uh, falling for older women. I mean, just add right. a couple fake suicides in there, and this is. <laughs> it's, what really helped me was. What really helped me this time around watching it was just the fact that it was so... I, I didn't remember it being as dark as what it was. Such a dark movie, and it was incredibly funny and incredibly... You know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not sure if there are actual jokes in here. I mean, there are. There are definitely, like, like they are definitely making jokes. But not 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 the way that one would fit, right? I think that's the whole purpose of a dark comedy. But I, I, think, the, I think the movie hits on such a... Funny bone because of what it's speaking to. I think within all of us, like I, I definitely think at one point, at any point in the day, I'm a Harold or I'm a Mod. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I had seen the hanging scene before, like the first hanging scene where his mom's like, "Oh, come on, yeah, stop messing around." And that's such a strong way to open because it sets the scene of this completely absurd death obsessed kid it it, it brings it, it like it there's nothing nothing more 
expresses the character of who Harold is than this first scene. <laughs> and like, it's, it sets the tone for who he is and what the movie is going to essentially be about. And while you say you remember it, I, uh, while you've seen it before, I didn't remember it. So I was like, oh, like, is this what happens? Like, is this what, is this what sets it all off? Like for for Harold and yeah, there was, was a few there was a few uh, suicide attempts where I was like I don't remember this and I don't know where it's gonna go. There's also um, a few where I was like, wait, is this the one? Like, is he actually? Which was good. I I, I I think I think people, especially in the '70s, and the reason why this movie didn't do very well (spoiler alert) did not do very well for for critics and the audiences, is because you know they, they look at death and they look at playing with death to be such a such a uh, a taboo thing it's such like a sacred thing to do but you know i think i think it's I, I think this movie touches on a lot of taboo things and i think it's important that they were touched because it i, I do think it gives light to some of the thing that some of the things that Maud ends up talking about about living life and 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 you know doing and being present and, and all that stuff so i think it's i think it's important to show this person it's, it's such a I think it's such a simple thing to to talk about, especially like when you talk about screenwriting and and character development and all this. It's like having two characters with two opposing points of view. Harold loves death and can't wait to be dead, and Harold and Maud is convinced she's going to die within the week, and it's and all about his living to the fullest, just stealing cars right. and out outrunning cops. Yo, Maud is a G. But let's let's keep it let's keep it as clear as possible. I, 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 yeah, I I love I love the simple simple idea of one loves life, one loves death, and and we see how this you know how 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 this kind of progresses throughout the film to the point where it's turned on its head at the end. And Harold, oh, this yeah. guy who loves death this whole time, when Maud's actually about to die, he's like a little baby about it. Yeah, being a little bitch. Uh, yeah, he should be there enjoying it. Uh, he should have killed her. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Like, w- w- but would you be surprised if that was the ending where you know she's like, "I'm ready to die. I want to die." Because it, it's never explained why Maud is like, "80s the perfect age to die." But but wouldn't it, like it would be interesting for for the movie to have ended with her all being like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do this for you." Yeah, I've been practicing. I've been practicing, but I, 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 do think it's, I, I, I do think it would have been, it would have been interesting and a different way to have ended it. And I think even to get the same effect of him having to not kill himself, but to kill someone else. I mean, of course, like, I don't mean just because, but I do mean yeah. like, you know, if there were, if there were a reason to, to have killed Maud, if Maud was terminally ill and she wanted to be put out from misery, et cetera, et cetera. Like that would have been a, maybe that's a whole different movie. Listen, don't steal, don't steal my idea. <laughs> We're not putting this this episode out until we make this until we get some patents on this idea. <laughs> and also, I, 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 it's, it's funny that um, it didn't do well in 1971 for obvious reasons. But I feel like this type of humor, this like super dark, not necessarily death obsessed, but death leaning humor, is right. very prevalent today. Like this is a very like millennial gen z type of humor <laughs> just like oh, hey absolutely. how many different ways could i kill myself yeah no i i think it is i i do think i do think uh people would understand what this 
Yeah, I, I think if this was if this was released today, I think it would be very interesting. Mm. Like in terms of independent film, like I, I don't know, I don't like the budget for this movie was one point two million dollars. I'm not sure if that was considered a, a lot back then. Like it, it must have. I'm not sure if it would have been considered independent. It was made by Paramount, for God's sakes. But uh, but yeah, I, I do wonder if something like this came out today, how interesting it actually be. Like okay. what what it. Would it resonate? Yeah, I feel like you can see versions of this on like TikTok. Yeah. Remember that show on Spike years ago that was like a thousand ways to die or something? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of the same idea. Except without the romance. Dan, it shows how old you are, because Spike is not a channel that exists anymore. What? Supposed to watch Mancers. Uh, also wasn't Spike wasn't Spike a Spike Lee like Spike Lee? Uh, channel like wasn't that wasn't he a part of us was he was he was he i now feel so uncertain about this it's such a long time ago because yeah. it sounded cool because it's for, uh, it for guys for men mainly men <laughs> truly don't know truly don't know sorry i i didn't mean to go completely <laughs> off, off topic but yeah spike is now the paramount channel so there oh, we go very fitting for go. full circle yeah I, anyways I, I don't think we can get away from talking about the movie without at least taking a second to talk about to talk about uh the music of the movie. oh yeah this is also why i felt like the graduate because it was more or less one artist the entire time yeah Which, say that again oh it was just one artist the whole time like soundtracking score it wasn't songs made for the movie right it was already Cat Stevens songs that they're adding? Yeah, it was already Cat Stevens songs. I think a couple, I think it was like like less than a handful of songs that were not, that were not released before the film. Mm. Which I think is really interesting to be like, to, to give someone music credit <laughs> for music they've already done. Like, hey, we uh, uh, saw some songs. <laughs> but I mean, isn't that what they did with The Graduate and old, what's his name? Wait, who did the music? Good old, version? what's his name? Good old, you know, Simon Garfunkel. Yes. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure when that music was released. I mean, I, 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 did, I, did, I will say that I was thinking about the music for the film and thought, and thought, wow, like we we don't make we don't make movies with music anymore, like where music is such a big deal. Hmm. Like, do you remember remember that time? And I'm not sure when, why this is standing out in my mind, but remember that time like Jay Z was like the musical supervisor for I don't know that gangster movie. And it was like such a big deal because Jay Z had retired like the year before. Again, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but it it did. And then I think about like how how like Pharrell Pharrell and 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 Diddy did a song for Bad Boys Two, and it was a very big deal with like Nelly, oh, yeah. and like music soundtracks and artists like artists getting on soundtracks, let alone music supervising the movie was a remember huge when, deal. Remember when music videos were just scenes of people performing intercut with scenes from the movie it's like two minute clips from the movie that was the that was the uh lyric video of its day yeah i'm trying to figure out what this movie is american gangster Um, american gangster there we go obviously i had american hustle in my head and i I was like that's not it that's not the right one hustle and flow um (laughs) also also another good one come on Come on, one an Oscar for that. But yeah, like, you know, true story. Uh, 
so I, I find myself, I, anyways, about the music, I, I really do find myself not calling myself a Cat Stevens fan. I then watched the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I know all of this music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that either. I was like, oh, I'm a much bigger fan than I thought because all these songs I love. But I think I think a lot of people are like, <laughs> I think a lot who are like, I'm a Cat Stevens fan, and <laughs> no one and no one better say anything else unless they're able to say what his top three foods are. Like, like I feel, I just feel like people are like diehard, and I am not diehard. There's there are a few people like that where I'm like, if I can't, if I can't like, if I don't have all the knowledge, I won't say I'm a fan. I can't even tell you his actual name. What's his real name? Is his name not Cat Stevens? No, that's how that's how much knowledge I have. On. I would name my son Cat. Is it not? Is it not short for Catherine Stevensky? Catherine Stevensky. Oh damn! How'd you know? Trey, you're a true fan. <laughs> Man, I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I had a wonderful time with this film. Would you date an eight year old lady? I was about to ask you that. I was about to ask you that. Yes, I would. I would. But if she uh, was this fun, she like. You would think it would be boring, right? Or at least like, I mean, what are we gonna do? Fucking go to go to uh, the diner. I don't know what old people do. <laughs> no, we're gonna steal cars and plant trees. That sounds amazing. And yes, I, first of all, I agree. I was like, yo, she does not seem like she's eighty years old. If eighty year olds were that fun, I would definitely open up my Tinder search. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, weird. But that said, that said, let's talk about the thing. I, I guess that has made. Has made Ma the way she was, and mm-hmm. I can only assume it's because you know she's a concentration camp survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you think about that? Like, of, of course, be, surviving the concentration camps is a good thing. But what do you think about 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 this aspect of her life? I mean, it makes sense. Like, why she would live life to the fullest and not really worry about consequences or regrets and live in the moment, you know, and like appreciate what she has also they don't really talk about it once he sees the the numbers on her arm like do they actually bring it up no i I don't think it's ever explained because he because if i'm not mistaken he doesn't even know what it is correct oh i assume he would maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm misremembering i'm pretty sure he doesn't know what it is and like she kind of blows it off and that's just about it i mean either way the audience gets it Pretty exactly. Like it it, it yeah. puts everything in its place. Like, oh, okay, that's why she is the way she is. And 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 I think it's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic that someone of this age can go through such a terrible experience. I mean, first of all, she like she, the way she introduces herself is like Dame Dame Mar- Margaret something. You know, whatever her full name is. For in which for a long time I was like, oh, like what is her story? Like what, like what's she come from? Like what, what's going on? Because she's like back in Europe, like she has like throwaway thing of like back in Europe, blah blah blah. But I, I didn't catch on the first time I watched it, so I was like, oh, I wonder, I truly wonder what her story is and what's going mm-hmm. on here. But then to have that little thing thrown in, I, don't, I, I think we said this on, I think I said this on the previous episode of just like we never, unless we have conversations with people about their lives like a deep conversations with people and according to reality tv i'm just under the impression that we don't do this nearly enough like we like we just don't get to know people we don't get to know the what, what's going on and for the amount of time that this movie was set in which we can only assume that from them to meeting is about 
a week. Roughly, like she says, my birthday's on Saturday. So yeah. at the very most, it's Sunday. Like they, they have some really interesting adventures and conversations and everything else. But I think it's just so interesting to have like these layers of mod being thrown on whilst we get to essentially see everything that Harold's life is at the moment. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, just to switch gears, he has so many dates in a matter of a week. <laughs> yeah, he has so many everything in a matter of a week. I, I'll be honest. There were moments throughout the movie where I was not a fan of our boy Harold. I was like, this rich Fair. asshole getting new Fair. cars and turning them into arguably cool hearses, but still. Yeah, true. True story. It was cool. Cool hearse. But <clears throat> not like completely ungrateful. <laughs> yeah. Well, you 100%. There's just honestly no other way around it. He he was a spoiled little brat and continued to be a spoiled brat the entire time. And listen, I get it. I get it. And I think, I, I truly do think this is a matter of, this is a matter of the times. And I try to remind myself of this. So I think in 1971 or, you know, the 60s or 70s or whenever you want to say that this was actually taking place. I think it's hard for... <laughs> little rich kid to have been like been able to completely rebel against his mother i don't know I, maybe i'm giving too much benefit of, of the benefit of the thought here but yeah i, I think it maybe would have just been too hard and i i, I do think it was all about i mean it's all about making his mother a bit miserable wasn't it it wasn't necessarily about anything else i don't like his mom either <laughs> i mean the, the, again if we were to take her reaction to his supposed death, you know, like when the cop came, yeah. uh, how do you surmise? Like, if, if it just seems like they don't talk at all anyway, but do you surmise that this is just a fake reaction and, and like she doesn't care about you and now you just want to scare, continue to scare her? Like, like, how, like what, do, what do you take from this? Yeah, I don't know. Because he, it seemed like a genuine, even when he was retelling it, it seemed like a genuine reaction to her thinking he was dead. I, I, I thought, I thought the same. I thought, Oh, this seems, this seems pretty legit. Like again, the way he was telling the story, but I guess, I guess the idea is like hand on hand on head and, and fainting or whatever it is, is like just false, like dramatics for genetics sake. So on one hand, yeah, on one hand, I'm like, I get it. On the other hand, I'm like, damn, like, how do you want, how do you want her, her to respond in order for you to be, whatever you were like beforehand because yeah. we, like, we just don't know we just know that from this from this point on he became just so interested in death and faking his death for his mother's benefit i will say also just to speak to how much i didn't really care for harold at the end when his car gets driven off the cliff <laughs> i was like cool this is a good ending I, i'm not mad at this ending <laughs> and then when they pan up and they show him standing there with his banjo i was like damn it so close. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have been upset with that ending. Would have, it would have been like a Thelma and Louise, but just solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. I, I'm okay with this. I listen. I, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this bitch up because I, I don't have many more notes. Mainly because mainly mainly I think it's because of the symbolism and and we've been talking a lot lately about like the grammar of film. Mm-hmm. And I think this film certainly is one of those movies that have a lot of and express a lot of like cinematic techniques that and like like we talked about before, like literary techniques and and honestly, very simple aspects of filmmaking of just having two people who have completely different viewpoints and and kind of working them through their arcs. And I, 
I do think it's worth watching. But before I answer the question of whether or not it's required, I'm going to pass it over to you to make sure that you don't have any other notes. And then I'm going to ask you to go first. Ooh, ooh. I don't have any other notes, I don't think. So I'll just get into it. I think this movie is not required unless you're trying to find some insight on super dark comedy and absurdity because it's sweet throughout and it's like oh these two people are clearly meant for each other because they're both have opposing views on life and the meaning of life and what that all translates to yeah but i don't know it just i don't know i never i never know how to articulate these no 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 listen i i I am with you and i think i went back and forth for a long period of time thinking whether or not this was required watching and on one hand i said yes on the other hand i said no and i will say now that i i don't i agree with you i don't think it's required watching i do however strongly suggest people watching it because i don't think there are many dark comedies of this kind of tone that are able to translate its it's it's thesis so clearly it's humor and it's tone and it's and and again it's ability to execute something so clearly like if i'm not mistaken if i've if i read this right like this was the first film this was the first film from colin higgins as like a thesis film from like ucla if i'm, if I'm not mistaken and i and, I, and I, yeah I, I just i just think that i just think that there is if this came out today as an independent film, I think it would be getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, a lot lesser deserving movies get buzz for this kind of film. So yeah, I definitely think it's something to, to watch. I'm not sure if it's a recommended watch or a required watch. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I think it is recommended. I don't think it's required. Mm. But I think, I do think the performances and, and were great. And I think it was a really fun film to, to watch. Overall. Yeah. I think it just, Parts of it, too many parts of it came across as not heavy-handed, but kind of like, wink, wink, see what's going on here. Sure. Which kind of made it a little campy at times, like their whole yeah. relationship and their their unique uh, perspectives and their little quirks about these two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, bitch up right here. Listen, I, I do think it was a fun movie. I, I have to say, it was a fun movie. That said that's our show so listen wow for the first time i think ever we're gonna announce our patreon right yeah which be really fun listen we're gonna watch some other movies that are on that are really esteemed movies maybe get into some tv shows and with you guys joining our patreon you will have a say in what we watch and how we watch it and yeah some good stuff on the way so we'll be we'll be pushing that out now i guess but with that said check us out on instagram and twitter at required watch and you can get me at require oh sorry what is it at trey and i am at danny taverner and if you want to see the transcripts and all the other stuff for our episodes head over to requiredwatching.com and if you are a filmmaker of sorts why don't you try submitting to our ones to watch festival which you know allows you to showcase your short film and we get to talk about talk to you about your films and what you aspire to so with that said 
very long and drawn out, Dan. I'll see you next week. Bye.